You ready? Okay. So with those uh, hard drives, it's literally, I don't remember where we stopped, 70, 80, 90, it ended up being a very large sugya. Uh, I, when I start a sugya, I never know how long it's going to take based on the questions and the feedback from wherever they're coming from that could tell what's on people's mind. So it's one pasuk in Chumash, it's one semen in Yeridea. So I figured, how long will it take? So it took five months. It was 80 shirim, or give or take. So uh, in the next hour or two or three, we're not going to do justice to that. So what we're going to try to do is at least talk about the basic gedarim for a chiv daraisa and isa daraisa. It's quite unusual to have a beferish apasuk, not too many gemaras, and the tremendous mavuch and the achreinim, what the gedar is, with huge nafkaminas. And in Europe, my guess, I wasn't there, uh, they ran into these issues, but far less than we do in America. We are, uh, I was, they said the good news first, as firm as we are and as segregated as we are, and as long as we are, we're still very American. And there are certain things that are going on that we would never suspect come from a uh, dubious source at best. And that's what's the challenge in the sugya. And there's going to be a lot of middle ground where it's a machlekes. So we're going to start with together the machlekes of Amal and the Groh, which comes out to be a machlekes of Amal and the Groh based on machlekes of Shainim. Of what that gather is, it makes a big enough community where they all like the Gain or like the Ramah. And then within the Gain and the Ramah, there are a million and one shaylas that come up. Some are very obvious. Some are close to the border. Normally, whenever you're dealing with these shaylas, any shayla, there's no kunst to be machmer, especially a lot of these things intersect with parnasa and dealing with goyim and eating out with goyim and it's a whole separate seminar, two or three in Yeridea about eating and drinking with goyim and the bishalakam, which are all a hedge against assimilation. It very much is part of the sugya. We're not going to focus on that now. This is strictly dealing with what might be an isa not the Xeodra Bonans to prevent intermarriage and, and, and mixing. And the results and the examples, much of which is really only contemporary America, is uh, shocking and some some of the Shilas were surprising. And I remember the first five or six Shiram as I was trying to just lay out the Gadarim, I mentioned a few examples which I thought were quite poshit. And most people agreed, and I never ceased to be surprised. Some people came over to me and said they really never even thought about that. Like knocking on wood. <laughs> I, I, I told one guy, I said, I really mechanic you. You're really sheltered. That you never left the best measures. If you didn't like it, it's Mamish Gavaldic. Uh, can you imagine a guy? He said, I don't know. I see people doing it. I thought a little extra mazel couldn't hurt. Uh, <laughs> I said, knocking on wood, where'd the wood come from? He said, I don't know, the factory? Like, he didn't know what I was talking about. Boy, and I, so I used that as the, one of my early examples to show that, unlike most sugyas, in this sugya, if you don't have a makar and it looks strange, it probably is strange, and it probably doesn't have a good makar. And you can easily get into the Shailu Chukasam Lezeh. If it doesn't have, we have a lot of menhagim. Most menhagim are okay if it started from the top and worked its way to the bottom. If it started from the bottom and worked its way up, it's Minigaisius Gehenim. And you've got to figure out, that doesn't mean every Minig your Bubba told you about is suspect. But some of them, we've been in Gullis a long time, and some of it crept in. 
And people didn't know. The local people do it. They didn't know. It was a Yishazach, not a Yishazach. And they just, uh, you have, really have to have your antennas up over here. And this so, yeah, as you will see, just from a, just in the next, uh, next 45 minutes to an hour, just the spattering of it. And hopefully, you'll have the hard drive so you can get it online or in Colossian, wherever you're looking for it. And then go back and listen to the 70, 80 in, installments. And you'll see we dealt with each Shiloh really the slower, proper way. This is the uh, very fast version, so we're not going to do justice to it. But knocking on wood is an extreme example where most people who know anything about uh, what wood they're talking about, obviously that's a very Gaiusha thing. It's a different religion. And um, obviously there's something wrong with it. Along the same um, lines of those who didn't know knocking on wood was a problematic expression or Misa, the same people, all three of them, didn't know that crossing your fingers was an issue. So when I'd ask them, like the person who said to somebody before the year, people come over and say, so a friend of mine told me I should really check that out. It's not so push it. I said, check that out. It's not so push it. Where, where did you think it came from? I, said, I never thought about it. It's so good. I don't expect we have enough to learn in Shulchan Aruch. We don't expect it to know Christian theology. So... But uh, it's uh, pleasantly surprising and refreshing that there, there wasn't even a hapimina, that that was an expression that doesn't belong to Yiddishkeit. So these are the very, very extreme, obvious examples. Uh, we're going to get to many that are almost obvious and some of them which are quite a tumult. Let's, let's first lay out the Gedarm. The Ramah in Kofayin Ches, which is the sermon that deals with this, says that there are quotes of Marik, and he says that there are Two things which will put something in the category of One is, if you're copying their religion, like the first two examples they gave them, that's obviously going to be also the Ahmad didn't, doesn't even discuss that. Is anything that they're doing, Ariti with Lashen, it's not a long Ramah. The Machaber says, you know, let me start with the Machaber, the whole thing's one sif. This is already problematic. Like the first line, like a suit and a tie. What? Yeah, you shouldn't be dressing like the guy. I had a lot of while I was giving the shir, I was trying actually to translate less because I was afraid this is going all over. But I will try, so please interrupt me if I uh, don't translate that. But the first line of the machaber is you can't dress like the guy. So I'm wearing a tie. Um, my family members keep telling me that they like to know what's out of style, so they know I try wearing things five years extra. Uh, that <laughs> uh, happens to be that a double-breasted uh, is in style, but I'm not the raya. Um, why is it mutter? In style, just out of style, coming back to style, the suit, a three-piece suit, and a tie, a two-piece suit, double-breasted. So if you look at the Rav Shlita, you uh, might say, or it's surreal, you might say, in a Hanami, 100% I have to uh, give credit where credit is due. The chassidim in this simon are a lot better at it. This is their whole chukosayim. Is shaylis? Is it a chumrah or is it a din? It's certainly a good hedge against assimilation. The question is, is that just a chumrah? So, if you learn the sugya well, which we'll start tonight, and you'll look into it, uh, you'll see the pashas is it's a chumrah, and even they hold it's a chumrah. Maybe worthwhile, perhaps a saved half of Klai Israel, but still a chumrah. 
Ramesha has a tshuva, and he talks about buying suits, and the tshuva is written to a person who came from Poland with a very high Misha background, and he's in New York, and Ramesha discusses what the heter for him to wear a tie and a suit, an American tie and American suit to work. That is this machaber. What do you do with this machaber? And Ramesha says an interesting Russian, he says they make suits for consumers, and Jews are consumers also. Interesting. It's not... Now, Ramesha also, these tshuvas are written in the 50s, 60s, 70s, days. Ramesha has his famous tshuva, which I do career counseling for Bochum and Younger Light. Uh, I don't advise this kula, either did Ramesha. Ramesha tries to dissuade. But the facts were, certainly in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s, and probably out of town in the Midwest, you'll tell me afterwards, still today, New York, you can get away with it. The facts were, it was very difficult to wear yarmulke at work. So Ramesha has two or three famous tshuvas about not wearing yarmulke at work. Uh, when the oldest tshuvas was written, I, when I mentioned Shir, there was somebody from Denver in the Shir, and he said he knows who sent in the Shaila decades ago. He's from Denver, and that's out of town. And you couldn't. I, they weren't starving, but you couldn't get a job. You couldn't uh, keep a job. In New York, uh, Baruch Hashem now, that's basically not true. As a matter of fact, uh, the biggest chiddish we have in contemporary modes of address at the workplace on Wall Street is the good news is beards are in. Very in. I don't know if I reached Milwaukee yet, but it's very good for the Jews. Uh, so it's a pretty trim beard, but I asked them, I said, a beard? Mamisha? They said, yeah, you can mamish. He's my CEO, and this guy was quoting. So that's, that's wonderful. Even when it's not, and we'll touch upon why being clean-shaven is not chukasayim, but Ramesha, who is the balaheter for using shavers in the first place, also held that that wasn't sir because it was already prevalent enough among, among from people that they were clean-shaven. How it started in the first place, a different shayla of the same issue with the Basilbush. Who changed the style and what right do they have and is it now Malbush Noshim or Anoshim? Or do we say once it's already spread around, it's already water under the bridge? So, Legabi the suit, Ramesha says that even though you're from Poland and that's not what your father looked like, since your community came to New York, and he uses a concept in Yerodea, Kama Kama Botel, which means even though there are many of you now, but you all came as individuals, even though, okay, in Williamsburg, so Satmar, Azekehila, held that they're now bringing back the Minhagim, which they did. They brought it back. Many of the people didn't look that after the war, and that's great. The question is, is it a Chumar or is it a Din? So Amisha said, whatever communities came after the war, and so before the war, were just coming as Yechidim, Kama Kama Botel, and there's nothing wrong with changing your mini because Altitish Tarisemecha is not a din in a family, it's a din in a mokum. It's the mini of the community. And he said the community has the mini now to wear American style clothing, and it's not Goyish because they're making it for consumers and we're consumers also. That's the Ramesh is saying the sukkah and the Litzfishavelt has been relying on that since before Ramesh wrote the Shuva, after he wrote the Shuva, and then he's writing the Shuva to Mimiashiv the Minig. Uh, but that was clearly the Minig, and again. Uh, the fact that it's probably better to look less like them uh, is staunchly held by the growing numbers in the Hasidic community, certainly in New York and even Baruch Hashem here in Milwaukee, and um, that's wonderful. question is, again, you have to first separate, is that a Chumrah or is it not? I assume most of the people in the Kehillah gathered was only a Chumrah, otherwise you would have been told by your Rav that you're all over and it's the race and you better come to Shul the right way tomorrow morning, which I assume the, the announcement wasn't made, and that's the reason, because it's a good thing to do, it might be very good for you and for you, but if it's not Maker Adin, then 
that's not the first thing that you uh, necessarily bring up, and you have to know where you're holding, which is, uh, which is why it's an individual decision. So Amesha says that about suits. He says it about yarmulkes also. Yarmulke is dealing with an old mini to wear yarmulke, and without the yarmulke, you're also looking more like the people around you, and that's going to be an issue. Now you're in a three-piece suit or a double-breast suit with a tie, clean-shaven, and not wearing a yarmulke. So what's the chilek? So don't tell me the chilek is you're wearing a white shirt because corporate America, till recently, they're wearing white shirts also. So what's the chilek? There is no chilek. Does that make it as a derisa? No. The chiddush over here, according to Ramesha, and Ramesha is not alone in this. It's not his chiddush. He's just trying to be miyash of the minig. Chiddush is that the chukasam doesn't dictate that you have to look different, even though that's exactly what the machaber sounds like he's saying. That's what's so incredible about the sugya. All the words sound like the opposite of what our many of our conclusions are. Lekula. That's what's surprising over here. And I'll continue reading the lashon of machaber. En hocham b'chukas chavim. He shouldn't look like them. What does miyuchid mean? Miyuchid means what the Galuch is wearing. Miyuchid means something, the Ramah is going to say, something pretzistic in nature. Something that's in your face, something that's wild. That's the Ramah is going to spell all this out. But the Ramah is not arguing in the Machaber. That's what we're learning the Sugi. He's just explaining what the Machaber meant. Otherwise, we're all in violation, which we assume is not the case. Shouldn't grow your hair in a geisha style. The teenagers love this line. This is not poshit. If you um, look, the Mishaburah actually uh, brings this down, and Hilchas Tfilin, the Achreinim, have a very difficult time with chups, even though you've all seen the picture of a very famous yeshiva in Europe with the Bachram and the gray hats and their stuff, their... I guess starch shirt, shirts and ties and hats and chops. So um, where does that put everybody? So there's chops and chops and various madragas of how long the hair is going to be. Uh, so you have to. You have, there are a lot of chilukim in the sugi, and what is clearly also is growing a head of hair like the hippies. If you want to blend in in Woodstock in the 1960s and it's completely out of control. So everybody's masking that that's a problem. So in Hukas Trillin, they discuss Chukas and Chatzitza. Now Chashulchan, Pesach, uh, as you all know, pre-war Europe of Litvish Elam, he actually, in one line, says it's, a, it's not a problem at all, and it's not a Chatzitza, it's Heine Rabisa, it's growing out of your head, it's not a toupee, and... He doesn't have any issue with it. But many Achronim do have an issue. The Mishaburah does mention it. He mentions the Chatzitza, and the Makar that he's quoting mentions a problem of Pasalishul Chukasam. So growing long and wild hair could be an issue. The examples given in the Machaber from the Gemara were also sorts of interesting Roman haircuts where they had a mohawk and they had the side and the ponytail. This, and you look at the Taz and the Nice Kalim, they say this, these are just examples. And whatever happens to be the craze in your time is going to be the Isser. So if it's the hippies and going along, it doesn't have to look exactly like the Roman soldiers look. So could long hair and wild hair be a problem? Yes. Uh, is every bacha ready to hear that unless it's a, uh, down to a uh, two or one and a half, uh, you're going to be in violation of chatzitza and chukoseim? No, and it's not necessary because it's not true. And the question is where the cutter point is. So then you're talking about inches and centimeters and... Um, 
It's certainly not a good sign. It depends where the Bachar is coming from and where, what he's trying to show and where he's going, which is uh, a Chinuch question, not a Chukosayim question. Uh, it could get to a point where it's a problem, and that's what the Machab is referring to. Let's continue. We'll go down to the Ramah. Eliyah moved him a hand on Vusha Bashar So it's fascinating. The Ramah repeats. What's the point? Point is, we should be different and look different. Okay. Which, if you're sitting clean shaven without a yarmulke, with a tie, that uh, is a little hard to. Uh, so I um, have a safer and contemporary Allah and Ashkafa. So I had a, a fellow who I'm close to come visit me once in Williamsburg. And he said he read through the book, it's in English. You can get it, it's an art scroll. And he said he liked the whole thing. There was one shtickle that he didn't like. I knew what was coming. I said, which one? He says, yeah, the thing you quote about, the Amisha with the yarmulkes, how do they get sitting off without a yarmulke? They couldn't. So I said, as um, a Hamisha looking yid, longa payas, and a nice uh, beard. And uh, I said, well, I don't know how to put this delicately, but if you would take off your yarmulke, it really wouldn't do anything. <laughs> so he thought about that, looked at me, and I said, Did I make that clear? He said, Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't have a Havamina. I'm explaining to you why you wouldn't have a Havamina. <laughs> it would be ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's the old joke. The guy's wearing a baseball cap, had to figure out how he was Jewish. You know? <laughs> so I said, it wouldn't, You have to understand the culture over here. It wouldn't, the Shiloh wouldn't come up. That's to your credit. I said to the Satmarov's credit. But that doesn't change the din necessarily. But it couldn't be Masig. We, we discussed it for like 20 minutes. I didn't get anywhere. Mamish, like, it was like, he said, he said the rest of it was Gavaldi. 300, 400 pages, 390 pages of Gavaldi. These 10 pages, maybe in the Maradura Shnia, you can take out. I said, I can't take it out because I'm not sure what the Chuva. Uh, but I, I understand. He says, it's not a Havamina. So I, I said, you know, people in graduate law school, they are going to a very uh, waspy law firm. Uh, even in New York, this could still be a problem. It's gotten a lot better. I have many fine partners in my community who are wearing big black yarmulkes. It's um, this God Luaderis. So he looked at me again. He said, well, that just begs the question, where does it say in Shas and Peskim you have to work for the law firm? These are important questions. So I said, you're right, but... Panasa is not so pushed, and there are diff- people doing different things, and I agree with you. There are people in your Kehillah, most of which are not working for these law firms. Exceptions are certain mishpachas, which, uh, you know, <laughs> manage to pull off everything, but we'll put that aside for now. Just for the, uh, but, uh, so this is not a question, it's just he can't understand it. Like, how can you, how can, the Ramah and the Machaber said, the point is to be moved, will not look like them. How will you be Makayim that? So good kasha, but Lamaisa, I don't think he's smarter than Ramaisha and Ramah and everybody else, and you can't answer something that's not answer. It's not a good idea, Lamaisa, to sit in the office of that yarmulke, and you should try to get a job where you can wear a yarmulke, and even where you I'm not, no one's denying that, and it's, it's a dangerous situation. But first you have to, what's answer is also what's mutter's mutter, and then you have to discuss what's good for the room and the room of the situation. That's what's challenging about this sugya. Uh, I saw a hand somewhere. Um, okay. Ramaz Lashen, to continue. Yeah, move the man, Mabusha Bashar Maisa, Vachalze, and Asa, Ella Bedover. Now the Ramaz qualifies it. Shenagaba, Vachavim, Lashem Pritzis. So the type of clothing we're talking, the type of hairdo, is they do Lashem Pritzis. Pritzis is not only the length of a skirt 
or of a sleeve. Pretzos is something that's, you got to have a feel for it. It's got something in your face, wild, uh, attention-grabbing, uh, a sign of Hefkeris, something that leads to a Hefkeris. And uh, you got to figure out where that applies. You have red. Shaila, what red? I've been asked by many Nashim Sitkanias. Red, burgundy. I had to learn all about colors to answer these Shailas. You know, it's not the, yeah, pink, bright pink, hot red, fire engine red. And so that's the Shmuzne Asma, but something. Got to figure out what's considered Pritzus Dick. For Malbush Sarm, Gadaimel, Azam, Abushe, Hapritzus. Second category. This is Maskim, this is the Marik. Something that is done in clothing or indeed in custom that is done leminig lechayk. Chayk is a chayk. Chayk and mitzvahs is Hashem has the reasons. He doesn't tell us all the time. That's a chayk. Hashem has five million reasons to paraduma. We're not privy to most of them. Rashi says some of it, but Shlomo Mel said he didn't understand the rest. A chayk is something that is done, and they'll tell you the reason why they're doing it, but the reason is not good enough when it comes to these minhagim. And most of the examples fall in this category. They ain't tam badavra, even though they'll tell you a tam. Then you have to worry, which means, this isn't my chiddush, everything starts off as suspect, and you've got to prove it has a good makar, because if you can't explain it, then you have to be chayshish that is rooted either in Avodah Zarah, and it's astounding how 80-90% of these things, by the Goyesha research, traces it quickly to Avodah Zarah. Not like, you don't have to go back and start quoting. It's very easily discoverable. Easily. And uh, people doing it, they, they don't know why they're doing it, and it doesn't make a difference why they don't know. If they don't know, and they can't give you a good reason, and it doesn't make sense, then you have to be chayshish, it's rooted in Avodah Zarah. Sheesh poshemetz, Avodah Zarah, Me'avaseim, and so we have two things, either pretzitz or maybe we don't have a Lazar and it's a chayk and we don't know and therefore we have to answer it misafik. Ramesha goes so far to say in one of his truvas that chukoseim is not that if we don't know where it comes from we have no good explanation. It's asr because safet the the chumra. He says the Torah asses it mitam vadai. There are nafkaminis, I won't go into it, but that's a very important piece of lumdus. He says the nature of the isr is it's asr now mitam vadai, not because of safik and nafkamina for sex fakers and things like that. And he says that's what and again, I don't think the Machaber is disagreeing. The Gain adds another important, important component. The Biragor here in Shulchan Aruch is quite an Arichas, which is unusual. And uh, he quotes Shittas Taisis in Sanhedrin, where Taisis says a third category, which is extremely Nagea. If you have a Davishal Shtus, which means it's not a Chayk, it's not mysterious, so we don't have to look, maybe it's Rudin Avarazara, which it usually is. They give you an explanation, but it's silly. It's ridiculous. So why are you copying them? Because it's ridiculous. Why are you copying them? The answer is because you want to fit into society. That's the Zedarei. There are more. The Marik don't, don't bring that down. And there are plenty of cases that fall under the gun would hold the Sasser, like Shittastasis. And the Marik would be made, interestingly enough, for Amesha in a number of chuvas. He has a lot of chuvas about Chukasayim because Amesha wrote most of the chuvas about contemporary American life uh, in the 50s and 60s and 70s. And he, say, he holds the Apostle like the Gain to the extent that he holds the Ramah agrees, which is not for now a fascinating chuva. He says not even Machlikis, but he Paskins like the Gain that is now Pritzus, Chalik might be Buddha Vodazar, or Advar Shtus. It's all the same. Why are you copying them unless you're trying to be like them? So, as you could imagine, just from putting out these three things, how many um, things could possibly fall in these uh, categories? And many things that we're doing that um, the fact that we're not doing it for this reason and they don't know why they're doing it, 
Pashas, the sugya is totally irrelevant. That's what the Ramah is saying. If they're doing it, they can't tell you why. You have to be Cheshwin Razar. And I've done research into very common customs we have here in America. And it didn't take me more than a minute and a half to see Goyish scholars quoting that this is the reason back to the 14th century and 13th century. They were very superstitious in Europe. And it was clearly Cheshwin Razar. I didn't have to go back 2,000 years. Uh, and we will cite uh, many different examples. The guy adds one more prat, and then we'll go to a spattering of the many shaylas. He also says that if we have this, you've got to be careful with, and this is the source of the machlekes coming up next week in shuls, or whether you put shrubbery. Mishabura brings this down through our mall, Lishitasa, by the way. This, this Lishitasa here in Hochus Lukasanakum holds the only two Yisurim, Apritzis and Mudin of Odazar. And if the Ramah doesn't mention, uh, this also could be with a Razar, but the Ramah doesn't mention Isra, if we have a minig, the Ramah seems to hold, we can keep our minig. The fact that they started doing it doesn't answer it. Case in point, the Ramah says, you put out shrubbery, the fact that they do it, which is not their um, Hanukkah bush, uh, their Xmas tree has nothing to do with what the Ramah, what the Gain is going to tie on. It's a different holiday around Shavuot's time. But we don't have to. We have enough to do without going through all the holidays. But they, they have a chaga. It has nothing to do with December 25th. And the Ramos says, the Ramos brings down the minig. Uh, by Shavuos. And the Gain over there says, and the Mishabur mentions that uh, Gain said it was Osir because since they're doing it now, we can't do it. What is that all about? So if uh, they start taking Lulav and make a holiday called Palm Sunday, that does not Osir. Abraminim and Sukkis. No one's machmer for that. Obviously, it's not a humor. So when it comes to a chiv, the rice that we have, uh, no one asks, it's not even the gain. The gain talks about, well, it's not a chiv, the rice, it's not a chiv, the rabban, it's not a chiv. It's a minig, and they picked it up, and they're using it in their avodah, it becomes us, we have to give it up. And the Ramah doesn't agree. So the shul to follow the Ramah, decorate. Some do a hybrid, they do a little greenery, not trees. And the ones that follow the gun completely don't do anything because they picked it up and it was only a minig. We didn't have to keep the minig. Somebody asked me when I mentioned this, says, how do we wear a yarmulke according to the gun? So I said, what's the problem? He said, did you see the Pope recently? It's not yeshiva's yarmulke. It's a red, but, but it's, a, it's a yarmulke. And he's not the only one that wears it in other religions, so why doesn't that answer it? It's a good shayla. So I had to do, I had a hunch, and it turned out to be correct. The guy only asks it where we had a minig, which was Nechiev, and they adopt a minig in their service. I had to interview, I had to, this wasn't readily available. I had to send people into the office uh, who worked with some uh, very religious uh, Catholics to find out what was going on. And it seems to be, you guys in the Midwest, you could find out quicker. We don't have too many religious people in New York, Bechlal, uh, on the other <laughs> side. Uh, so... Uh, uh, it seems to be that they just wear a yarmulke. It is to remind them of God, the same reason we wear a yarmulke, but it's not part of their service. So that wouldn't usher wearing a yarmulke. So the first big kula we have tonight, you can still wear a yarmulke. <laughs> That's the, uh, because that, it's a, it was a good child look. It's only a minute, it's not a chiv. So, uh, the, um, a common example, they used to daven like this with their hands up. Clearly, there are many makaris. We don't do that anymore. The reason we don't do it is because they started doing it in their service, in their prayer service, and we stopped. And it's interesting over there is that nobody does it, even the Ramah. 
it's not a machlekes about Malamigra, so it seems to be by certain things, they did agree that, you know what, we're not giving up a minute like decorating the shul, you're diving, so you don't have to dive in like this, so diving, you know, shuckle. So there, it seems the Ramah agreed, it seems everybody agrees, and we don't, we, we cancel that form of davening, because they started doing it, even though it was good enough for Moshe Rabbeinu. He did it, and he, uh, when he put his hands down, we started losing. So it was a very important chilek of Trila, and we gave it up. And there are many examples of that, somewhere the Ramah agrees, and somewhere will be a machlik as the guy in the Ramah. The Gra holds Stus. He has two, two points on the Ramah. Devar Stus, the Ramah doesn't mean that unless it's priestistic or it might be written about Azar. If it's a chaykum, we can't explain it easily. Uh, and uh, the second component is do we have to give up anything, even Minhog and Ranad Achiv, if they start adopting it in their service? Two different shilas. So if we had a Minhog that was Stus. Uh, then we should have dropped it a long time ago without this sugya. <laughs> so that's not going to come up. If you have, and we've, most of them in Hagen are very solid and traceable. We've had quite a few. Some of them were really no good. They got rid of them. And some of them are suspect. I, 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 we got into a lot of hot, whatever I mentioned, any of the examples during the shear, we had another four shearim on that topic. When I men- mentioned the red bendel, oh boy. That took four hours to uh, untie. Uh, <laughs> put it that way. And it was uh, pretty wild. And I ended up, uh, I like making shalom. There are makaris. Yeah, the broom, I didn't untie, by the way. The broom is highly suspect. I didn't. I don't want to ask the things that the, some of Klai Yisrael are doing now, but that minig is probably, the source is probably Klezmer bands from America in the 1930s. <laughs> That's not a very old source. Good for Panasa, but uh, that doesn't, uh, uh, the brooms of the Majinka, the whole tune, the Hungarian things, hardly suspect. If you're at a chasna and they're doing it, don't start screaming and yelling and throwing dishes at them, because we hope that some occur, it's highly I did a lot of research on that. It's very suspect. That's a great example where, like, who it's a giving shot them afterwards that they want to sweep them out of the house. It's the schoolers. They don't come back. And all sorts of shilas. Are we retrofitting a mini that we picked up from some Hungarian peasant? Or is this, or was this a minig? Very, that particular one is, uh, he's a little mashukha because he listens yeah. to all the shirim. So I did. But so I didn't come out and say, Befei was also. I just said it was a little, I certainly, Tell people, look, I will uh, get myself into real trouble. I, my first Edom, Kosh Baruch designs these things. I'm, I'm fifth generation American, and before that, we're from Kovna. You'd have to be from Vilna to be more litzish. Okay? With that said, my first Edom, of course, Davin Nusasfarad. I didn't realize it before. At the Chasna, somebody asked me afterwards, by the way, who are those two distinguished elderly gentlemen in Strangbluch following you down the aisle? I didn't even know they were behind me. I saw so as my, my, my grandfathers. I, I, I knew that they were signed to the effort already, but I didn't know that. <laughs> they just, so um, I knew this was going to come up, and they, um, they asked, this is not do the chukasayim, but uh, my mechutin uh, my made one attempt at asking if we can have a mitzvah dance. That's, a, that's an explosive topic, right? Nobody's, nobody's parv, either you're for or you're against. Who's <laughs> parv in the issue? So, um, uh, there, it's not a chukasayim shayla, and the minig makarim bahari kaidish, the armor occurs for that. Um, shayla is the way it's done, a certain hasnas uh, can lead to issues, which everybody agrees to, the man, the not him. And um, I, it's one of those things I always tell people before you start a machlek, is make sure something is really awesome and there's nothing to rely on. So I knew the question was coming and I anticipated it, and I made up my mind I'm going to say no once firmly, and then if there's pushback, I'm going to allow it. I said no once, and we didn't have one, Baruch Hashem. 
Um, but uh, with that said, <laughs> with that said, I would, if I had my next item, and they would ask twice. I shouldn't, don't release this video, by the way. This could be dangerous. Uh, is it going to learn the secret? But if they'd ask twice, I'd give in. That's a, that's not a chukasayim issue. They're makaris, they're chashva makaris, and uh, you got to know where to pick battles. So with the mezinka, it's very weak, much weaker than mitzvotans. That's for sure. And you got to know, with all that said, if it's not clearly usher and for Shalom Bayis, uh, you have to know where that comes in. I will say that um, it was very disturbing in New York. There were a couple of very high-profile restaurants. I still have a copy of this ad. Somebody brought it to me during this year. You probably heard me screaming till Milwaukee for this one. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know what the Rosh Tevis meant. It said N-Y-E Hanukkah party. Saturday night till 3 a.m. I said, that's really into Hanukkah, of all things. Hanukkah, the whole yontif is for fighting against Chukas Akum, against the Hellenists. So, uh, NYE? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Uh-huh. Happened to fall out. You couldn't make this up. I mean, it couldn't get worse than the. Uh, this is like the whole Hanukkah is against this. The whole Hanukkah sugi is about the fight on how much we're going to be with the Gaim. That was the Hamach like in the Hellenists and the. Uh, and the uh, oh, uh, absolutely. Uh, and it was unbelievable. And this is like $200 per person. I told somebody before, it's Gavaldic for this Sudia, $20 per person. In New York, it starts with a couple of zeros after that, wherever you go. Uh, so, um, till 3 in the morning. This is not a Hanukkah party. Nobody has a Hanukkah Masiva till 3 in the morning, even if they're giving a lot of shirim during the Masiva. Um, this, is, this is not a not yeshivish. This is not, besides all the pizzas and whatever else going on, drinking, that, that the whole Hanukkah was fought over this. This is what the whole Yantif is about. Is that the, the original Mizyavnim weren't off the derech completely. There's it. You got to update, you got to modern, you got to bring the Greeks in, and the Tarikim Ashivim is good, we'll, we'll, we'll merge, it's Kabbalah. That's what the whole battle was fought about. And uh, they're making a New Year's party. Now, what's not known, the reason this came up, if you remember from the year, is that December 25th, I think most people know, would be a slight problem with Chukasayim if you observe it, and other issues. January 1st, for some odd reason, which I can't imagine, at least I hope more people are with the program now, is a Gayusha Chaga. January 1st was the day of the alleged day of the alleged Brismila, of the alleged person who allegedly existed. And it's a Gayusha holiday. Uh, it's a, it has nothing to do with the Jews. It's, a, it's bad enough the Yachrenim have chuvas and chuvas trying to be ashiv, how we're counting Limit Sperm 2017 and how we're doing 1 1 2017. It's a violation of Achesh Zelachem and it's a Geisha way of counting and it's not our months. And, so we have all sorts of, not for now, we don't have enough time, but also the Yeshuvim, how you're allowed to sign a check. It's better to do January 1st at a 1 1, but they're Yeshuvim even on 1 1. And I used to, till about two months ago, when I was at my local Chase branch, um, I used to, if I had to fill out a document, I put January 1st. And this last time I was there, I was writing January, whatever it was, a few months ago. And the guy looked at it and says, excuse me, sir, can you just fill out the number? So I wasn't going to tell him, but you hold like the place, but it's mutter. He was like that. So, so uh, I, I, I looked at him. I said, why? He said, it's all fed into the computer now. And they, it's all numbers, and you can't do that anymore. So that homer came to an end very abruptly. Uh, but it, all these are serious shaylas. We're counting, according to their years, to the year of our Lord. They don't mean HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
they still, in certain states of the Union here, they still write that in documents. It's a Gaisha date. So the Yishav is, we're not, we don't mean it. We're using it for, by convention, this is what we've got to do, and the banking documents, and legal documents. But to celebrate January 1st as, as a holiday, I constantly come across people think, what's the problem? Okay, it's not so formal. It's bitul Torah, maybe this, that. What does that do with Chukasayim? I said, what it has to do with Chukasayim is the whole sugi over here. It's also bitul Torah and can lead to pizza. Also, but it's a Chukasayim issue. It's the wrong religion. <laughs> this is, so if you didn't know that it was written in Avodah Zarah, you certainly should have known that January 1st is not listed in our list of Chagas. So then if it's not in our list, if it's their meaning, they have to know, okay, where's it coming from? Without a lot of research, you could probably figure it out. So, yes? Does it matter the order? I mean, if you put 01 Jan and then the year after it... They won't let you get, out, get away with that in the bank either. But it's better to spell out January because that already, the Rabban says, Shemais Chachem Olim Yibovel, it's Tafka Ninyan to remember each Golas where you came from. They took the Gaiusha, Tammuz is the name of the They Tafka took it. So Los Olova, we're actually going to switch from Nisan Ear to April, May. To remember Gullus America, that's actually that's uh, that's an interesting. So hold on to it. Just just uh, don't delete them yet. Uh, it's uh, so there's discussion of, of where where it is a violation of Cheshes and where it isn't. What the Ramban meant mitzvahs don't change. What the Ramban meant the Los Lovos gonna it changed when they came back from bubble. He insinuates Los Lovos will change again. Mitzvahs don't change. The design of the mitzvah is that it's here as a zikaron. The original Cheshes of Chemosh Chadashim was a zikaron to Yitzchak Tzraim and. Tammuz and Nisanir was the current Golas Bava on the Gula. So this is going to be the next current. Uh, there are a lot of answers on how to be Miyash of the Minig. It's certainly an Indian, which again, in more Hamish circles, they're a lot better at. As they will, they look at uh, the rest of the people who constantly talk in English. April, May, they're like, what's wrong with Nisanir, Yem Shlishi, Yem They're people who are, it's certainly a hitter. That doesn't make the alternative ulcer. But it certainly is a, is a shayla. But celebrating January 1st, uh, I would have hoped that this would be obvious, and to the Elam here it probably is, but I mentioned this year, and most people knew it, some people didn't. I was told by people two days ago, living in America, that Halloween was celebrated standard by all Orthodox children and everybody went trick-or-treating. Halloween is the classic, the best example. I have to give a shir and chukasayim, which I'm doing right now. I would pick this as the example. Halloween, yes, the average guy. What's Halloween? I don't know. I get M&Ms and Kit Kats, and I, I cause some trouble, and we're good to go. Well, what can you have more pure than apple pie? Like, what can be better? Halloween, they don't know, but that doesn't. Halloween is rooted in Kishof and Avodazar. That's exactly the Ramah. They don't know it, but without more than a minute and a half of research, if you don't run into that, you're looking in the wrong places. Halloween is all based on the Kishif and Avodazar practices of the Middle Ages, and that's where it came from. Of course it's also. It's in Isdaraisa. So you tell somebody a sound by it's in to go trick-or-treating and dress up and uh, put cobwebs in your living room. That's in Isdaraisa. The answer is, well, you read the Ramah. If you have another angle, uh, let me know. But uh, that's pretty, pretty potion. They thought when they came to America... That 25th we're not going to do. I don't know what they were doing in New Year's. And everything else we keep. And Halloween is, uh, looks pretty generic. So uh, if you can't beat them, join them. So that's, that was a good half meaning if you learned the sugi. Yes? Um, the Arka Shulchan, do you know that if you poskin like the Ramah or like the Quran? I offhand know. Why do you ask? Are you an anical? No. No, <laughs> uh, no just uh, no, I'm curious that you follow. You try to follow. 
no, the technically you have a right to rely on it even if you normally don't, if nobody else is following the meaning. Uh, you could take a look, he probably has a, has a comment, but there's plenty what to rely on there. If, if you're worried about the minig, the more common minig was to have it in shuls. I'd venture to say, if you remember back, most shuls you've been in probably have it. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he is national minig, but you can. Yeah, don't choose the shuls. Yeah, that's what you're asking about, right? No, no, the Oh, you mean, does he take a position? That you'd really have to be medayik. You could find it probably with the trees. I'll make a comment over there, and then you can backtrack from there. But um, it's, it's uh, take a look. If you take a look after my, let me know uh, what it says. Yeah? They say Rabbi Yechon Kamenetsky put a, a thing of candy on, on Halloween. That's fine. That's fine. As a matter of fact, I would encourage it. That's the same Rabbi Yechon who advised people in Muncie not to wear Talesim in the street. Yeah. He grew up in yeah. Europe. and his kids go trick-or-treat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he didn't. No, no. He did not. There's a din. Is a not a heter. Is a an Indian Chazal encourage Mefranesin and Yakim and Yisrael for Darkish Shalom, and uh, we buy Girl Scout cookies. I don't know if they sell them here in the Midwest, but they have people coming by, and um, it's kosher. Somebody asked me once, uh, should you buy them? I said, an Indian. That's one of the few private things we could do, make the little girl happy and buy them. He asked me, would I eat it? I said, would I eat it? He said, it has an OU. I said, it's kosher. It happens to be not Yashan, not Pas Yisrael, and not Chol of Yisrael. Otherwise, everything's fine. Um, and, no, no, it's kosher. <laughs> it just, uh, I, I, he asked me if I would eat it. I'm not going to say, I'm not, I said, you don't have to. So, I, so he said, I also eat Chol of Yisrael. I said, so don't eat it. There's still any to buy it. Give it to your cleaning lady. It's not Lozichanim, because you want her to uh, have uh, some nachas in the job, and uh, you know, you'll figure out. But that, that, the, there is, that doesn't surprise me that uh, for Dakish Shalom, that's not called participating in the yontif actively. That means they come to the door, and Rabbi uh, Yaakov also probably didn't want eggs through the living room window. Rabbi Yaakov was against, in Muncie, New York, against walking around with the talus. He said, We're in Gullus. He said, well, The minig is not so in Muncie now, in case you've ever been there for Shabbos. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, we just certainly understand where it's coming from. That doesn't surprise me at all that he put it out. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to get to that. That was the next. Uh, we're going to get all the holidays. Don't worry, July 4th is coming, and I think it's really mutter. I've gotten pushback on that, by the way. They thought that was too American of Uh I said the we have many issues with fires, and we'll get to some of them. But the fireworks is not one of them, even though one can claim, based on some of the other makaras by fire, that we get the candles and the birthday cake, uh, that the fireworks also come from something we know what are. But I didn't find anything beferish. It's an internationally known symbol of celebration. I, I hear the shiloh; it's not so posh. I'm saying it's a mitzvah to celebrate it. But you want to have a barbecue, and somebody wants to shoot off a firework. I, I, I think. I think that's okay. Thanksgiving is so complicated. People think, when I brought this up, Thanksgiving? We're going to start up and they still get Thanksgiving? What's more? We already did away with Halloween. That's two things in one autumn. That's, uh, so uh, Thanksgiving? So Ramesha, this is not me, Ramesha, who knows how to be makeover when necessary. Ramesha has three chuvas on Thanksgiving. All three, he has serious issues. He keeps writing again and again because he, they keep asking to clarify. We're unsure. Did you ask her at the end? Did you not? And Ramesha has an interesting, uh, almost a logistical issue, which is why he's more noita. If you want Ramesha's position, Ramesha answers more than he matters. Lamaisa, Abraham and Yeshiva, and Haimisha family is still having a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, many people, I said many, some people don't even eat turkey. Rabbi Yankov didn't eat turkey. 
Thank you, Rabbi Yankov. Uh, the jury's still out whether Turkey's kosher. All the certifying agencies give a heksher, and the assumption is it is kosher, but it's uh, shaila. Uh, we don't eat birds without a maseira. I gave a shear last week in Shalucha Khan, Muncie, uh, the, the May season, probably here also. It's like every yard has a... So everybody wants a quick chazar. So I said, interesting thing, there are three categories of birds. There's kosher birds we eat. There's a long list of kosher birds we think are kosher based on secondary characteristics. And then there's trafer birds. So vultures... Uh, we don't do shulchakan, that's a trade for bird. The American robin and all the fun birds we do shulchakan with, we would never eat because they don't have a maseira. But they're kosher enough, we're not making a bracha anyway in shulchakan, for other reasons, there are too many sfekas. So we do it because it's probably a kosher bird. With that said, we don't eat it because we don't have a maseira. So where's the maseira in Turkey? I eat turkey. Most of us eat turkey. There's some people who don't. As the sugi goes, nothing to do with chukasayim. It's interesting because we, the problem is we don't have a maseira. And what's the answer? The answer is you have a maseira. For who? The Pomona Indians. Well, who in Muncie were? Well, who? <laughs> Where's the Messiah from? <laughs> well, well, what Messiah? Their truth is written because they started calling a Haidu because they thought the same India-America thing. Columbus thought he landed in India. So they, that, that's the same mix-up. It's an American bird. So um, Belsky has a, a phenomenal raya that it is a kosher bird because the Gemara says that if you can only buy birds from a Tzayad, who's an expert, to know every single tray for bird. And if he knows every, with Tviya Zion, didn't have pictures of that. Tviya Zion, he's really got to be out in the field and know what's going on. And him, if he says he does, you could trust him. And uh, Belsky says that it's pretty posh to him that it was not a Middle Eastern bird, it was only an American bird. And if he had a Tviya Zion in every non-kosher bird, that means that he didn't see a turkey. It can't be on the list. It's a very interesting raya. But the kasha on the raya might be that it was a Middle Eastern bird and it's not there anymore and it migrated. But that's a side kashras issue. Lamaisa, Thanksgiving, Ramaisha has no problem with the turkey per se. He doesn't even talk about the kashras of the turkey. He says, Lishitasoi, that he holds the Vilna Gain, doesn't even argue that more, we pass on the Vilna Gain. It's a Davishal Shtus for 300 million Americans to kill 200 million turkeys because some pilgrims in the 1600s had turkey among seven other things on the menu. I saw the menu, I found the menu. They, they, uh, they dug it up. It's not an exact science, but they have a pretty good idea. They have diaries of what the, the Suda was very small, and the Indians outnumbered the white men, interestingly enough, and they brought deer. Deer was the main thing, and they had all sorts of other things, and they also had turkey. So Amesha says, somebody hopped on a turkey, and now everybody's eating turkey. That's an interesting point. So again, he's assuming partial age of only guy. And he says that he doesn't think uh, we should be celebrating because of the pilgrims. So I don't really, uh, it's not a kasha, I'm just a feeling, I don't really understand the kasha. Um, maybe I'm just Americans, I know marketing. And nothing flies here in this country unless you have a symbol and a mascot and a this. You gotta like do it up, you gotta rally around something. So they didn't, this is genius of Madison Avenue. This is not the uh, Turkey. They, they wanted to celebrate the pilgrims. We have a free country, and then uh, we survived here, and they survived the winter, and they almost died. They died the first time, and they came back again. So they want to, uh, Jamestown, one of those, didn't make it, if you recall, right? So, um, so Baruch Hashem, we survived, and it's a Medina Shulchan, it's Gabaldig. I'm sure also agrees with all that. He says, so why are we all eating Turkey? So he says, I'm not sure why that, that was just, they hopped on the turkey because the turkey was one of the more unusual animals. It's a new world bird. Deer is not really exciting. And the lobster they got, you can get in Europe also. And the turkey was very American. They picked on a symbol that's very American. 
that a double shoshtos? I just explained it. So Amesha holds that, but that, I'm sure they told him that, they hold that's ridiculous. They hold double shoshtos. So the point to argue is either you can say we hold like the Ramah and there is a machlekes, Amesha doesn't want to learn that, or you can hold that it's not a double shoshtos. And to Miyash of the Minig and many families, this is a big bone of contention. And I tell people whose parents want to do it, and uh, I said, there's what to be saying. There are Peskim that are Mekel, there are Peskim that are more Machmed than Ramesha and say there's nothing to discuss, it's absolutely in his Dereza, there's no Shaila. And Ramesha, somewhere in the middle, night Lahachmir. But it's not Poshit, there is a serious Ramesha discussed at three different Shuvas, and he's bothered by the Dabash Shoshtus. So that's the Thanksgiving issue. But again, Nedaka Shalom, there's a place where you could probably be Mekel, and Ramesha would probably tell you. Himself, that uh, even though he's night to Lahachmer. Yes? Is, is the issue the day or the food? The food. I tell people, even if they're going to the parents' house, and the parents insist, and this is about uh, Chuvas to go back to his parents, the only thing they have in common, uh, Hanukkah, I'll get to Hanukkah in a minute, Hanukkah falls around, they don't want to mix it, they don't want to do it, and Passover, they, they bring all the gabroks, it's all chametz, or whatever, there's worse things going on. But, uh, and the only thing they agree on is Thanksgiving. So I said, look, if you have to go, don't start World War III, but just hold the cranberries. It doesn't have to be with all the pictures. Like, you don't have to have every single thing on the menu. So it is the food, not the day. It's the day with the food. If you, the turkeys are on sale. If you want to have it the Shabbos after, you could do so. But it's the, yeah, it's Thursday. So if you don't have a Thanksgiving... Yeah, yeah. I think Ramesh would agree to that. Yes. And if they're on sale, you can have it, yeah. Yeah, yeah just that right before your daughter starts going out, I wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> It's just going to come and check out the family after they check out the tablecloths. They're going to say, what do they have uh, Friday night by Tish? You'll say, turkey. It's going to be, uh, you know. Uh, but again, technically, there's nothing wrong. And if it's on sale, it's on sale. So that would be, uh, that would be fine. Okay. Um, let's go through another few examples because we're almost out of time. what to choose here. Okay, I mentioned the birthdays before. The good news is, there are Peskim, many Svartish are Peskim, but Peskim, even on Ashkenazic side, uh, who hold of celebrating birthdays. It's far from a Dove Pasha. There are many Peskim who have scathing chuvas and say the whole birthday celebration is Chukasayim Lesalecha. But there are Mekilim. I don't see any Mekilim to put candles on a cake and blow out the candles. If you're already following the theme of the beginning of the sugyo, you'll know quite well. Anything to do with fire is, again, I, why we're making over the firecrackers, a good kasha, but anything to do with fire and candles and blowing out candles and making wishes doesn't come from us. And fire is usually every Avodazar has something, something to do with fire. And uh, sure enough, with uh, very little effort, uh, all the Goyim who did research in this agreed. They have uh, things here. They, they even they were more machmer. They tainted the whole cake as our service. They used a round cake for the Greek goddess. They had a whole Torah on which of our this is attached to. And they might be right. Ah, I said before that any Suffolk you have to be machmer. And we discussed it in the Shia. If you remember, one of the very intelligent historians in the Shia said, and I agree with him, he said that the easiest, simplest way without doing anything different to make a cake is to make it round. And that will save you over here. They're tining its root in Avodazar. According to the Geisha sources, it should be Yasser. But they pointed out that in the Middle Ages, the simple thing was round. I don't know why. But he explained to me, based on this, I want you to make it square. So he said, no, 
they came round as the natural way to do it. You, especially a, a, like a kakash cake, you take matzah, you take a brown ball, and you keep pushing it, it comes out round, not square. You have to do something else to make it square. So I think the round cake itself is hard to answer. If you're in a store and you have a choice in the window between square and round, maybe if you like square just as much, uh, maybe, according to these geisha sources. But the candles, lighting candles, blowing out candles, leave it out. It's, it has no, no credible source among us, and that makes it suspect, and it makes a shy of the, uh, the celebrating itself. Basically comes down to, I don't want to say it sounds like the glass half empty or half full, because that doesn't do justice to the Paiskim Huasar. The Paiskim, uh, Ben Ishchai, and others who say that it's a good thing, you have a year, you survived another year, you thank HaKash Baruch we have a celebration. The Peskim, the Mesnagdim over here uh, say that Tev Shalom Nivra, celebrating, maybe you had more Averis, then it's a risky thing. And okay, so there are two sides of the coin. You want to celebrate a birthday, fine. Clear in the Gemara. 13, is it something to celebrate? 60, it's a Averis Gemara. Not about curries. Maybe 50, different type of curries, Leolainu. There are birthdays that are clearly in the Masera. And everything else, people ask me as I look for a six-year-old, don't be machmer, they're going to start crying and all their friends are having it. Uh, leave out the candles. And then they come back to me and say they're crying, they don't have candles. I said, that already is a chinuch moment. You don't have to uh, buy a bigger cake and bribe them with something else. We don't need to be blowing out candles. Yes? Sparkles from the 4th of July. Yeah. What was that? You use the sparkles from the 4th of July. Yeah. I'm still suffering. I say certain certain coolers during the shir, by the way, and I, Baruch Hashem, Achshadar, I get a lot of pushback. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, it's not, it's not push it, but uh, I, I just, you know, after you don't have Halloween and Thanksgiving is uh, Suffolk, you know, 4th of July, you guys are never going to barbecue. I don't want to take everything away. So, uh, the barbecuing is, is mutter, and um, it's interesting in Muncie when Shavuos falls out on Memorial Day, I get a lot of barbecue shilas. Not because they're so American, they're just some chesemte. They have a barbecue, they want a barbecue. So interesting, for yantif, kibboy, and okay. But uh, it, there's no chiv or mitzvah to do that, but that doesn't make it also if that's the only thing you're, you're doing. Uh, why, do, why are French fries and pizza, why are these things mutter? Mamish a goyish that pizza is brought in from Italy. Some Galach probably invented it, and uh, well, that's true, or some mafioso, whatever. Somebody uh, brought it in, and, uh, and it's, it's a goyish of we never had pizza. We know we never had pizza because it says clearly in Shochanara, this is a bit of a problem. You take human bites and you need a fork and a knife. You don't take a thing. I was once speaking to, uh, I'll never forget that, speaking to a very hush of an older Rav. This goes back 20 years ago. Then he was 30 years my senior. And he made a remark. I don't remember the context of the conversation. He made a mark. Uh, I was very close to him, so it wasn't said, you know, but the guy we was announcing. He said, by the way, I've been in this country 55 years. I never had a slice of pizza. If he would have told me the moon was made out of cheese, I would have been less surprised. Never, I never met somebody who never had a slice of pizza. I was born here. So I said, uh, why don't you have a slice of pizza? He didn't say it's chukos He said, it says in Shulchan Aruch, you're supposed to eat and like a mensch, and not pick up a slice that's seven kazasim and does not dripping anything. And, uh, you know, there's a way, we, we for us uh, born Americans, that were like, that's like lost on I was like, there was such a, it was such an insight. Uh, I can't tell you I stopped eating pizza, but I try to take smaller pieces now. Uh, but why isn't it also as hukasem? It's a geisha food. The answer is, why do Americans eat pizza? Because it tastes good. Why do we eat pizza? Because it tastes good. It's not a double shoshtus. 
It's not rooted in pretzels, even though it's sloppy, and it's not menshelchai, maybe, in the manners. Um, and it's not rooted in avodazar. So it's mutter. So sushi is the same thing. When sushi came out, one of the bochum came over the house two years ago. My, my son was in ninth grade. <laughs> I had a, had a good laugh. My son, afterwards, after he left, he was, he was there for Shabbos or whatever. So he came over to me. I said, did he have a nice time? He said, yeah. He, my son said, um, like he wanted to ask something. I said, yeah. He said, why did he ask me privately if my father ever eats sushi? So I said, let me explain to you where he's coming from. Your father's a rov. And sushi used to be, I don't know what it is in the Midwest, but when it came out, it was very yuppie-ish, cutting edge. Like, uh, and there's a good trailer. You know, I brought the same rov, 30 years my senior, didn't eat pizza. Like, what? So I said, what'd you tell him? I started sweating. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he said, uh, yeah, we actually have it. This is Taka for Shaduchim. We, we, he said, we have it Leil Shabbos. I said, I hope you didn't tell him it was in, instead of gefilte fish. <laughs> so he said, no, no, we have gefilte fish on the table also. So I was okay with it. Why do we have it on the table? Why are we eating it? The same reason they're eating it. I didn't touch it for 10 years and it came out. I couldn't imagine something, something raw could taste good. One perm, when we had a few um, things to drink, somebody offered me one and I couldn't refuse. And it actually wasn't bad. So even though it's very goyish, it came out like, it was like the in thing, and I don't know, if it came to the Midwest? I mean, is it a, yeah, I mean, today, today here, they have sushi, okay. In New York, like nothing, there's no simcha, there's no, like, it's all, so it came straight, it became a cultural thing, so why is that hookah? And the answer is it tastes good. So you can't answer that. So that's the, you have to know where the, where the makar is. So the cake is okay, even the round cake, I believe. The candles, uh, I think, uh, should, should go. Uh, just a few other examples, and we'll conclude. Um, yeah. Nigunim. Oh, is that? I need to come back here for another few hours to address that. Uh, nigunim are. You're referring to the fact that many present-day nigunim, even the more normal ones, sometimes are taken without the copyright and uh, come back as a Google, like something else. Is that what you're referring to? Um, yeah. The pro- the problem is, or the good news is that there are clear rise in Europe, Rebbe's who had certain nigunim took from marchers and uh, things like that. So it's not an American contamination, necessarily. That's the good news. That means if there's already, there was a Makar in Europe and they were doing it, the answer is music could be a violation of Chukasayim. If it's wild and it's pretzistic and it brings out animalistic tendencies. There's plenty of music like that. That, besides the pretzist and the Yetzirah and the Ahurim involved, that is part of the culture that is this Ramah, you have to come out to the Gain, is an issue of Chukasem Lesalechel. So yes, you could be listening. I mentioned that in Shear, so one teenager asked me, I'm not doing anything, I'm just listening. I said, I'm not giving you Malkus. By the way, Chukasem is a love with Malkus. It's love Sheish Bamaisa. So he kept arguing, he's not doing anything. I said, you're right. This I can't give you malchus for because you're just sitting here listening. Doesn't mean it's not us, sir. He just he's claiming he's not doing a maizah. That doesn't really help. I mentioned one which surprised uh, myself and everybody who was listening. Um, I think everybody's done. Did you ever walk by a pond? And, um, in New York City, in Manhattan, there are every other block. They got these ponds. Uh, the statues, uh, the statues spitting out, uh, better word for that, fountains, yeah, but it's not just a fountain, it's, uh, yeah, 
fountain is like, you know, when you shiva, not a water fountain. It's gushing water and it's coming out. Uh, sometimes it's statues, sometimes not. We're going into a pond. And for some strange reason, uh, there's thousands of dollars of pennies and nickels and quarters at the bottom. So what most Americans do is when they walk by, they look down and they toss one in. See, right away you know that's not a Jewish custom. <laughs> that's for sure. That's just a telltale. I, I said, what are you thinking? What did you, it's bizarre, and it's a hike, and it's a, it's a, but right away, you know, we would never have a minute like that. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Well, why would you have a, uh, so, um, so, so right away, before you get to the Ramah, you know, there's something wrong with this picture. No one thinks that you walk by, we've all taken things, and the kid wants, can I throw a penny in? It's okay, a penny, you have a good time. Throw a penny in, and then some of the kids ask, can I take a penny out? No, that's a chilashem, you can't climb in. Uh, <laughs> so, so there are all sorts of issues over here, but we've all done it. So again, I, being very attuned to this sugya, I knew something was wrong. And I read a fountain, the statues, and water, and uh, I was already nervous before I started researching it again. In three minutes, I had 101 Makairas, all from Goyim. They don't have an agenda to ask the things else who can say them. This goes back. They have, you go to Europe, they have archaeological digs. Every fountain water was scarce, and everybody was very superstitious. When they finally found water that wasn't contaminated, which was rare, that's why the bubonic plague killed much of Europe, and the Jews were less affected because they had hygiene. And they were thrilled to find water you can drink. And they felt the gods blessed the area. They put up a statue there. They go there. They have the statues and go visit tourist sites. They have the statues there. And whenever you came, you brought a carbon to the statue. You gave a donation. You threw a coin. And you put your pail in. And you got water. And you went home. So here you have a ridiculous meaning, which is a chayk. I'm already paskind. If you can't explain it well, it's usr. But it's just fascinating how you don't have to look very far. And the... Historians will tell you, of course it was it wasn't rooted in Avodah Zarah, it was Avodah Zarah. And you'll say, well, in America and Central Park, they're not uh, doing it for that reason. That's irrelevant because they don't know why they're doing it. They never know why they're doing it because most people are not that from in America. So according to this, it would be a serious problem to throw some coins in and to take them out, again, would be an obvious chil Hashem. And uh, you walk by and the kid will ask you, use it as a teaching moment, tell them about the sugya. Uh, on that note, there's a lot more to go, but we don't have time, so uh, I'll just take the, uh, the other questions afterwards. And uh, just I'll mention one more, Abyankov, a nice yeshiv. Uh, many people sent in, well, why are we giving lavish gifts for eight days of Hanukkah? So I told them the good news is we're not doing it for 12 days. Now, some people in the shir heard that and they said, okay, and the other ones didn't know what in the world I was talking about, which is great. Uh, I was happy, happy to hear that. So the reason in my mind, I thought it was pushed that um, there was a minute to give guilt in Europe, documented. So you say, kesef, shava kesef, what's the difference? Baba Kama says kesef, shava kesef, so guilt, games, what difference does it make? Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe not, but we all know, Libby Emily, that it's because it falls out in December and the stores are having sales and the game are getting it, and that's why it grew. I still think that has a lot to do with it. Rabbi Yankov and Emerson Yankov and Yeridea quotes from Rabbi Yankov that uh, he said he thinks that the Minig started with us and they took it from us. It's not part of their Avoda? Um, no. Even the tree isn't. The tree was, is a very recent uh, innovation. The tree's not part of their Avoda. The Avoda is, uh, is in the church. So Rabbi Yankov says they stole it from us. 
which is a fascinating angle historically. I don't know if anybody disagrees, agrees, but uh, Rabbi Yankov claimed they took it from us, and he say, apparently holds a gelt and presents. They didn't have presents in Europe. Where'd they get them? What, 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 what presents did he give them gelt? They didn't even have chocolate gelt. Whatever, they gave him some money. And Rabbi Yankov kept the meaning. We keep the meaning. The shaila is the gifts. So I tell people that, look, there's what to rely on. I did quite a survey in various communities. And I uh, people of my shul work in Monroe. I sent everybody to work the next day in various communities to check out what was going on. And um, then I got some letters from Monroe, and they said that nobody here who we pay attention to gives gifts for eight days. And if you see somebody doing it, that's not part of us. So it didn't surprise me. I asked some yekas, and they have very strong menhagen. And that one actually asked his very old grandfather, and he said, and they were people of means. You could say they were just so poor, they didn't give anything. He said, we lived in Berlin, and we did not have this minig. Rabbi Yaakov claims we did. What? Even money. Even money. But the money is, is documented, but he said they suddenly didn't give gifts. Uh, Libby, I'm really that this has something to do with the fact that this is what's going on in the country. Rabbi Yaakov is Miyashev, and he says, no, they took it from us. He agrees it's going on. They took it from us, which is fascinating, but certainly don't overdo it. Okay, we'll uh, take questions if anybody has uh, right now or afterwards. Yeah. What was that? Tooth fairy. Yeah, I thought that was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, she's not one of the malachim. None of them are female. None of them are female, and, um, and yeah, that's from a bad place. Anything to do with fairies or goblins or anything of that order are way out of bounds. That's what Halloween's all about. So uh, ghosts and goblins and all sorts of spirits, they were, you know, shadim exist, or they did exist, or the Raman says they didn't exist, whatever shot you take, but the Gayim were very into this stuff. Yes? Three things. Clanking glasses. What was that? Clanking glasses. Yeah, so I did cover that. Uh, there are many who say it's really bad and the Makaris do come from Barazara. Others say the Makaris came from a very simple thing, which I hold is not preachers, but very Gayish, is that you never knew who was going to stab you or poison you next. So whenever you went to a party, the easiest way to get rid of your enemy, this is among the 1% of the aristocracy, mind you. They, you think they would get along. So King James had a party, and uh, you know, Marie Antoinette, or whoever, I don't know if they lived at the same time, would come to, you know, and they would all be socializing and drinking. And the easiest way to get rid of somebody was to poison the drink. So they dafka clanked the drinks together so it immediately would mix one from the other. So if you were thinking of poisoning me, now you got some of mine and yours, and vice versa, think again. That's a very gullish thing. Do I have to wonder every time you go to a simcha, the guy's trying to murder you? That's pretty bad. That's not really a very Yiddish... Uh, so it's not... I don't know where to put it. It's not preacher's thing. It's not a vodazar, but it's very gullish. So... So they, and then I saw some chuvas that some rabbis are doing it. Some people, they, they try to be miyashiv. I think, uh, again, Libby Emily, it does not come from us. I, the reason I can't say it's an answer is because according to Amal, it's not rooted in Valazar Pritzis. According to the guy, it's not even double shoshtus because it might save your life. So, <laughs> so I can't really. So nowadays, it doesn't do that, but the Makar of the meaning wasn't ridiculous. So I don't think you can answer it. I personally don't do it, but I'm at a riot because I don't drink much. But wants somebody wants to clink, and again, it's going to be a Sean Labai's problem, but don't start up with your shver. Uh, it's a general rule. So slapping five goes into many people ask, can I wear my baseball cap backwards? I said, it depends. If you w- want to save your neck from getting a sunburn, then yes. Uh, they knew I was sort of joking because that's not why people wear the baseball cap backwards. Because then their face is exposed and the sunburn in the face is a lot worse. So why are they wearing backwards? Look at backwards. They want to look like a crazy... Uh, 
person who wears his cap backwards. So that's part of the dress that's not necessarily comfortable. Moshe's conservative three-piece suit and tie. That's trying to look like the Goyim. So that's not an isolated shayla. Can you wear a wild t-shirt with some crazy rock band or something like that? That's already problematic because then you're trying to identify with a culture that stands for Pritzis and Hefkeris. That's a problem. Now, in between, can you wear a uh, Yankee t-shirt? Or the brewers still live here? Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. What? They're in first place. Okay. That won't last long. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, so, um, so you want to wear a very nice conservative Brewers T-shirt. And it's not Pizza's Day. It's not in your face. You're just relaxing. They have you playing ball. It's hard to ask for that. That's not in your face pieces. But Moshe, interesting, one cool he has, he has so many humors. He has coolness in the dress, but he has humors in the Thanksgiving. He starts off one of his chuvas. He says he's not condoning or advocating sports or following it. He just says, somebody asked him, is being involved in ball playing chukasayim? It's a very gayish, a baseball, an apple pie. It's a very gayish thing. Amesha says, absolutely not. It's not a problem with chukasayim because their religious leaders don't like it anymore. <laughs> so he says, he says, it's not a religious thing, and it's not preacher's duk, and it's not even a dvarshtus. You're getting some exercise, I want to have a game. So Amesha says, you can't answer. Now, you want to talk about the Bittletera and, and the preachers and everything else? That's a different problem to solve. But he happens to say it's not chukasayim. What? Just talking about playing or following? Going to a ballgame. Now, is we all know... What? No. So that Kamar Shabbos is often misquoted. Not, 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 it's not your fault. It's often said the Kamar says horrible things. The stadium then was Avodazar. They started each game like the Olympic Games with real Avodazar. That's why they asked that. Ramesh says pure baseball games. Ramesh is talking about sports. He says that's not Kukasayim. It might be many other things. And that's a difficult sukkah today because everybody keeps quoting. I remember my grandfather told me this was Shiva took him and that was Shiva they went again. I said in the 1950s, I wasn't there. In the 1950s, I was told you can actually sit in the stands, number one, not get high as you sit there before the fourth inning. <laughs> that's a problem. You're sitting among interesting people. I don't know what it is in the Midwest, but in New York, you can momish sit there and passive uh, third-party smoke and not cigarettes. Um, number two, I've seen pictures of games in the 40s. People, these gentlemen got dressed up, suits and a tie and a top hat, and the women used to come. It was momish an event. like uh, uh, Today, let me put it delicately, many people who go to the stadium are in such a rush, they forget to get dressed before they go. <laughs> let me put that in a... And Mayasa Ben Yachta, I it's the same question. Where are you putting your children, specifically your sons? And if you don't think it's a problem, you forgot what it was to be a teenager. And while we're at it, where are you putting yourself? So believe it or not, I've had many people with a straight face tell me, no, they're looking straight at the field. They don't notice anybody. I said, if it was a football game or a hockey game where there's nonstop action, no, Maybe. Hockey games are Gavaldic. It's freezing in there, and everybody's dressed. They're just killing each other, but at least everybody's dressed. So that's, that's a mile of football. Also, later in the season, the better it is. Uh, baseball season in July, you're telling me you're sitting the assigned there, and they're not looking at the down, but looking straight over. You're just uh, so, Baruch Hashem, a couple people I know have um, box seats, internal seats, like owned by Citibank, you know, like, <laughs> and they have 
tickets there, and they go and they say, we have it, we seat 14 people, we have a minion, we have Dafyemi, a minion, Mincha, Meyer, everything, Gavaldi. I said, okay, if you have a game in between, the Bittal Terry, you're already enough, what are you going to do? But Ramesha's not coming, the priestess is, uh, you know, you got you to gotta deal with this, but that's not a same issue. Okay, what? So it's the same thing. Giving five is not the most preachistic thing you could do. It's wearing the cap backwards and crazy t-shirts is more identifying. High-fiving is considered socially uh, acceptable today. The Makara might not be great, but uh, I've even heard of recent vintage. There are some pretty high-level presidential advisors who will high-five after certain very high international uh, meetings in foreign Middle Eastern countries. Uh, we'll, we'll stop at that before we get in trouble. Okay. Have a good evening.